What's going on here? Resistance is futile. This, indeed, you are powerful. Is in my hand. Oh. Fan effect. All right, welcome back, everybody. We're facing another triple-digit weekend across the state, so why not stay inside and watch a movie? Joining us right now is Andy Farnsworth, host of The Movie Show and, of course, the KSL Fan Effect podcast. How are you today? I'm good. You're talking about the hot. I'm, like, boiling because I came you literally the ran to, to get here <laughs> so we could talk about this. Okay, we are, tell me we're going to talk about Haunted Mansion because I need to know if it's worth my money. Uh, oh, no. Wait, no, wait, no, wait. Oh, no. There's, I have some caveats. So Take I'll it away, no. sir. Okay, so Disney trying their hand once again at creating a feature-length movie from one of its theme park rides after the huge success of Pirates of the Caribbean and then the pandemic-limited success of Jungle Cruise and the non-success of 2003's Haunted Mansion. Remember, that wasn't 20 years ago, starring Eddie Murphy. Well, it's Haunted Mansion again, this time with a completely different story and a bigger cast this time around. In this new version of Disney's Haunted Mansion, Rosario Dawson plays Gabby, a single mother with a 12-year-old son who buys a spooky-looking manor outside New Orleans with the hopes to renovate it. But when she finds out the manor's haunted, she enlists the help of a crew of what she hopes are experts in this area to help get rid of all the ghosts. The humans include a man played by Lakeith Stanfield, who's developed a camera that can see paranormal activity, a priest played by Owen Wilson, a psychic played by Tiffany Haddish, and a college professor played by Danny DeVito, whose field is paranormal studies. Some of the ghosts who inhabit the uh, house include Jared Leto's Hatbox Ghost and Jamie Lee Curtis's Madame Leota. Now, if those last two names in particular sound familiar to you already, or these video clips are reminding you of the ride, then you are definitely the target audience for this movie. Much like the Jungle Cruise movie, this new Haunted Mansion will be best enjoyed by those who already love the rides at the Disney parks. There are so many Easter eggs that even my biggest Disney fan friends didn't catch them all. I had zero chance, having been on the ride only two, maybe three times in my life. For me, the movie was decent at best and definitely felt like the story was designed to deliver the maximum amount of moments to please those who were already fans. However, my Disney fan friends loved it, and I will admit that this Haunted Mansion is a nice, scary, but not too scary movie that most families could reasonably have fun watching. I personally think it would have been better being released in late September during the Halloween season so people could go as families when you're already in the mood for this kind of thing, but I assume Disney wants it on Disney Plus by then. Haunted Mansion is rated PG-13, so it may be a bit too much for your youngest kids, but it's still a Disney movie, so they don't go too far. As a non-Disney nerd, I could only give it two out of four stars, Cher. I'm sorry. But as a non-Disney, my, my Disney friend said it was four out of four. Does it answer the question of does the floor drop or is the ceiling rising when you're in the elevator of the ride? I think it drops. It doesn't answer that question. That's like oh, the I didn't know that question was the question everybody asks when you go in the ride and the floor starts to drop or is it the ceiling that is rising? Which one is it? It doesn't answer? Oh. Well, you know oh, what? Man. I wasn't looking for that because I haven't been on the ride I'm enough I'm already times. disappointed in the movie. All right, Cher, are you old enough to remember back in the 1990s when the Beanie Babies were at the peak of their popularity? Nope. All right, well, here's a harder question. <laughs> okay, so share us out on this, but were you, who's watching, one of the people who played a part in the insanity when grown people seemed to lose their minds over some small stuffed toys and everyone thought they were going to pay for college with the money they were going to make? Hey, how'd that turn out, by the way? <laughs> well, I bring it up because a new movie dropped today on Apple TV Plus called The Beanie Bubble that explores maybe what was going on at the headquarters of Ty Incorporated, the makers of the Beanie Babies. No, this is not a documentary. In fact, the movie starts with the line, there are parts of the truth you just can't make up. The rest, 
We did. So, you know right away there will be liberties taken with the story. It stars Zach Galifianakis as Ty Warner, a frustrated toy salesman who also happens to be charming and smart enough, or was it just lucky enough, to connect with just the right people who helped him turn his stuffed animal business into maybe the biggest toy craze in history. These women, played by Elizabeth Banks, Sarah Snook, and Geraldine Viswanathan, also come to find out that Warner is only too happy to benefit financially from their ideas and efforts, but also quick to turn on them, or anyone else he decides is infringing on his profits. This is a guy, for reals, who sued moms who made Beanie Baby price guides, sued eBay for having a Beanie Baby category, and even sued his ex-wife. Needless to say, Ty Warner does not come off as sympathetic in this movie. I honestly have expected him to sue Apple TV and everyone involved in this movie. The Beanie Bubble was entertaining enough. I was never part of the Beanie Baby craze, thankfully, but I do remember it happening all around me. And, of course, the bubble finally burst and prices came back to earth. The Beanie Bubble is rated R mostly for language. And, again, it is not a documentary, so don't take it as history. It's on Apple TV+. We all know summer is a time for kids to go to camp. It could be scout camp, church camp, computer camp, and for some, such as the characters in this next movie, theater camp. That's the title of a new comedy that debuted at Sundance earlier this year, starring Ben Platt, he of Dear Evan Hansen fame. Ben Platt's character is one of the many eccentric staffers at Adirond Acts, a theater camp in upstate New York. The owner of the camp falls into a coma just before summertime, and the rest of the staffers have to cope with being in charge in ways they haven't been in the past and still figure out how to make the experience a beneficial and memorable one for the kids who paid to be there. Now, I've never been to theater camp, but I still found the movie to be quite funny. It's told in a mockumentary style, which helps some jokes to land a little better than they might have otherwise. It's a good reminder, though, that there is a place for everyone and that everyone needs a place where they aren't the outsider. The humor in the movie was better than the dramatic attempts, but if you're into theater or are familiar with theater culture, you might just enjoy this a lot. Theater camp rated PG-13 and is playing in theaters. Another summer tradition for certain people... Long backpacking trips. Now, that's the setting for another movie making its debut this week. Happiness for Beginners is a romantic comedy starring Ellie Kemper as Helen, a woman who decides to recenter herself after her divorce by taking a two-week backpacking trip with a group of strangers. But it turns out they're not all strangers, as her brother's best friend Jake, who also has long held a torch for Helen, shows up at the last minute. Now, this quirky group of characters has to survive their own inexperience, their guide's strict rules, and the terrain itself as they each go on a different journey of self-discovery. I love Ellie Kemper. She was Aaron on The Office and was the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Here she plays different, uh, much less positive energy character, but the story was just kind of blah, even though it was based on a book. The other characters on the hike were more interesting than the main characters, Helen and Jake, and Jake was played by a guy who's on Yellowstone, which is not usually a recipe for a great movie when the background characters are better than the main ones. Thankfully, though, it's a Netflix original, so you're not out any extra money if you start watching this and then give up. Happiness for Beginners is rated TV 14. Now, this week's honorable mention list, stuff we didn't have time to go into more detail, includes a movie version of the popular kids' cartoon Miraculous Ladybug and Cat Noir. They're two teenagers in Paris who come into possession of a couple of magic jewels that give them superpowers. The catch is, even though the awkward girl and popular boy know each other from school, they don't know that the other one is the superhero that they have to work with, and then neither one of them knows that the boy's father is the villain they're fighting against. This is based on the popular cartoon series that my kids and many of their friends were already obsessed with. This is a movie, not a series, and it's a musical movie, no less. The movie version of Miraculous Ladybug and Cat Noir is streaming on Netflix. The horror movie fans, the grown-up ones anyway, also have the option of the new movie Talk to Me, 
When a group of friends discover how to conjure spirits using an embalmed hand, they become hooked on the new thrill until one of them goes too far and unleashes terrifying supernatural forces. I didn't get to see this movie, but it reportedly had people screaming in the theater when they showed it at San Diego Comic-Con. And I've seen a couple of horror movie fans I know rave about it. So, if you like horror, Talk to Me is rated R, and it's only in theaters, but I don't know. Either. On streaming, a violent new series based on the car mayhem video game Twisted Metal dropped this week. It's set in a post-apocalyptic future where large cities are walled off from the rest of the country and it's straight lawlessness outside the walls. Anthony Mackie stars as John Doe, a driver who people pay to deliver items between cities while dodging killers and robbers in the lawless areas. Yes, the killer clown character named Sweet Tooth is in the series too. But I thought I was trying too hard to be funny, and it just didn't work for me. Also, I have never seen more buckets of blood outside of a horror movie series. And I'm not sure anyone outside of the games fans will like Twisted Metal. It's rated TVMA for so many reasons and is streaming on Peacock. Finally, those of a certain age who watched the Nickelodeon show Zoe 101 back in the mid to late 2000s may be excited for a new streaming movie that's a sequel to the series. Zoe 102 brings back Britney Spears' little sister Jamie Lynn as Zoe Brooks. She and the rest of the Pacific Coast Academy alumni all get together in the present day for the wedding of Quinn and Logan, where much of the typical high school reunion type silliness ensues. This one is for Zoe fans only. It's rated TV 14 and on Paramount+. Plus. Now, looking ahead to next week... We've got a new animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, which I'm hearing good things about. Woohoo! And a giant shark movie called Meg 2, oh The boy. Trench. Oh, boy. <laughs> that could be interesting. Okay, I may have not... I was around during the Beanie ba Baby thing. It just... I wasn't involved in it. But I did get involved in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle stuff. I had the pizza thrower toy. <laughs> really? We had action figures. I grew up with four brothers. Come on. Oh, no, so We had sense. all the things. So I'm very excited about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> More so than Beanie Babies. Absolutely. Huh? Okay. No, I'm kind of weird like that. Okay, Andy, wow, that was a lot to digest. Hey, thanks for watching. I hope you and your family found this review helpful, and I invite you to check out my other in-depth reviews of movies and streaming TV shows on ksltv.com. I'll see you there.